Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon! Good morning, Lyle! Morning, Mon. Morning, listeners. How's it all going? It's going great. It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Amazing. Are you sure? Absolutely. Why would it not be? Because it's going to be 43 degrees at your house today. <laughs> yes. But Jesus still rules, and while ever Jesus rules, it is amazing. Uh, no place is too hot when and Jesus rules, right? 43 degrees. <laughs> Piece of cake. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Piece let's, of Let's see you cake. say that in the middle of the day at high noon. Let's see you say piece of cake then, hey? Uh, I'll be working outside. Oh, oh. Yeah. Is it because it's too hot no inside your house? Worries. No, <laughs> It's actually a lot cooler I'd be, inside I'd house. be like living in your pool right now. Although you did tell me. You were in your pool, was it yesterday? And I was, I could feel myself sweating under the water. I've never done that before. The pool is so hot. <laughs> so it's just so funny. Oh, dear. Although yeah. today, today will be over and done with by the time our listeners hear this because this is the delayed broadcast. What you have to do, what you have to do, Mon, is mm-hmm. experience our pool at the moment because it's like right at its peak. Um, at midnight? At, at midnight or at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'm down for that. At five I'm in the morning, it thing. is amazing. I'm going to be crashing on your couch. You're on your wife's couch for ten days before I fly out to Africa, and I absolutely intend on swimming every then. morning. It will have cooled off by then, but that's, that's okay. That's as of this coming Sunday. Yeah, it will have cooled off by then. It's two days. In two days. They're only well. Anyway, this is a delayed broadcast, so it's all irrelevant. (laughs) You're already living at my house. What are you doing at my house, Mike? Get off my couch. (laughs) What do you mean off your couch? I'm in the pool. Get out of my pool. (laughs) Yeah, this is delayed intro, and uh, we will have hopefully survived uh, the hottest day of the heat wave already, which was Friday. The uh, was the 18th or something, 18th of January, and uh, hopefully things are now cooling down when you are actually hearing this broadcast. Hopefully, we are not speaking to you from the grave yeah 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 or hospital um, so if you'd like to jump across to the live show and listen to a cooler show uh, you can do so by going to uh, faithfm live uh, sorry faithfm.com.au and listening to the live stream or by downloading the tune in app and searching for faithfm australia and that's the best way to do it you'll never run out of signal you know it'd be just perfect uh, signal strength right the way across and of course if the heat wave is still continuing just a reminder to keep drinking water you will survive just fine nobody's going to die from heat but you will die from dehydration. Yes. Always a very bad thing. Drink lots and lots and lots Speaking of Speaking of dying, today's show is pretty interesting. I try to back Lyle into a corner twice. Yeah, without <laughs> success. You did get a bit ummy and ari for a while there, but anyway, stay tuned. That's all starting now.
You are listening to Stones of Eden with Whisper Gently here on Faith FM and we have come to that part of the day where we get to take a guess at a quiz. Look, it's Friday. I've made this one super easy. Yesterday, uh, it was actually apparently kind of hard, although someone did call in right at the end and, and snap that prize up. So good on you. I've forgotten her name, but someone called in and answered it correctly. Uh, but today, it is Friday. Um, I'm going to take it easy on everyone and just... <laughs> Do a really easy quiz. In fact, if you have kids, bring them over to the radio right now. They're probably going to get this right before we do. Okay, you ready for this? It's a, it's a, uh, a who am I quiz. And the first clue is this. The man who killed me would receive the king's daughter, great wealth, and his father's family would be exempt from taxes. And you're saying that's an easy one. This, uh, Yeah, I mean... That's probably the probably the most obscure qu- uh, clue they could come up with for that one. Lyle has it correct. He's just written down the correct answer. Yeah, I'm thinking that's that's not an entirely unobscure. Um, it's such a famous person because the story is so famous. Every kid knows his story. I I I would actually hazard a guess. It's from one of those famous Bible stories, yes. along with the one involving the whale. I'm not going to mention any names. Okay. Um, I- indeed, but I would say that not every kid would know this particular clue. Yeah, tr- true. Well, well no, maybe, yeah, fine. Okay, whatever. It had to start off a little obscure. Yeah, yeah, it's that's about right. to we, get we, super easy. It's, it's, it's an easy. It's an easy one. So yeah, we have to be, make it as hard, as hard as we can. The real question is, Lyle. Yes. If you were told that if you killed some guy and you would get a king's daughter at great wealth and your father's family would be exempt from taxes, would you do it? Depends how hot she was. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say she was as hot as your wife because your wife is pretty smoking. <laughs> uh, there was, there's a bit of backstory to this and I think the backstory that is involved in this one is probably relevant and I can't really go into that without giving away too many clues right now. You, you will trap me into um, giving the giving the quiz away, and so I I, I better not um, talk too much about it. Well, speaking of backing you into corners, I have so much. But, yeah, but I will say this: mm-hmm. um, this person did the right thing. That's true. They did the right thing. Yeah, true. Well, I really enjoyed backing you into a corner yesterday with that whole um, opening a restaurant on Sabbath thing. <laughs> so both my good news stories today are in the same vein. Oh, great. <laughs> Let's pick on Lyle Week. Let's just... Let's okay. Just, just <laughs> okay, so get this right. Yeah. There's... Uh, I'm sure you've never heard of natural light beer because you don't drink any of the wine. No, I've I know. I, of I know. No, I've it's, heard of, you know... It's a beer company. Well, I know, I know, of, I know of light beers. I've got okay, lots of friends yeah. who drink light well, beers. Well, apparently there's one called Natural Light Beer. I've never heard of it number either. Number of friends, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they're doing a PR stunt, mm-hmm. uh, advertising uh, stunt. They want to apologize for all the hangovers that they've given to uh, students. Oh, okay. Uh, by paying off millions in student loan debt. Do you think this is a good move or do you think... Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. So you got light beer. Yeah. So is this non-alcoholic beer or is it just on the... No, 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 it's alcohol. Okay, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, you get a hangover, that's alcohol. Yeah. You don't get, you don't get a hangover. So how do I qualify for one of these student loans? <laughs> do I have to drink enough of their product to qualify? Well, well first this, of all... Is this just like a way of, uh, you know, making a profit? First of all, you have to be a student. Okay. And you have to have student debt. So, do you have student debt, Lyle? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Never had student debt in my life. And then you can you can apply by submitting a video about why you decided to go to college. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's an initiative. Um, so even if I've never had a hangover, I can apply for this. I I think they I think they're also searching for hangover stories because then they can use those stories to advertise their product. But the initiative part is part of the company's oh, um, college so debt relief program. Students for hangovers that other companies have created, not oh, who knows created. So they're not I mean, creating hangovers because their beer is too light to create a hangover. But everybody else is creating hangovers. How, like, how, would, how would you know whether the beer is too light to create a hangover? Well, the alcohol content. I'm, sh- I'm sure you The alcohol to- content is what dehydrates you, which give, basically gives you a dehydration. The hangover is a dehydration headache. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. So, wouldn't the solution just be to drink water then? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but. Because I feel like everyone's been mystified a, as to how, to how to cure a hangover, I guess, just drinking water, huh? <laughs> there's a problem here, Mon. Okay. If you drink lots of water, there's no room for alcohol, is there? That's true. Now, I would recommend if you're going to go out and have a party and have a good time, drink lots of water. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You'll have a much better time. You'll than feel fantastic drinking. in the morning <laughs> right. and your skin will thank you too. <laughs> Every part of your body will thank you. As will society because there won't be any scourge of alcoholism. And, and, and you won't even, you won't have anything like as a uh, bad reaction from being up late. You won't feel as exhausted. You won't feel as flat. You won't have the dehydration headache. Yeah, it's just a win. Anyway, we're getting, we're getting sidetracked on the, on the science of alcohol. Um, this is like, they, they said that this is part of their commitment to helping graduates remember college for the good times, not for the burden of debt that follows. I mean, obviously, it's a massive publicity stunt. People are going to want to apply. People are going to, you know, recognize their brand a bit more and, you know, buy their beer more. And um, I'm in two minds about this because obviously helping students pay off, helping anybody get rid of their debt is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. But it irks me that it's an alcohol company who's going to benefit okay, by but, getting into the college, Mon, into the student Mon, life. Mon, isn't it a good thing that there is less alcohol being consumed? I mean, they're promoting the con- consuma- consuming of less alcohol. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. No, they're not, dude. No, absolutely, because it's, low, it's light alcohol, so there's less alcohol in it, and you can only drink a, a finite amount of alcohol because only a finite amount is actually going to fit inside your body. And so isn't it better that no. it is light alcohol rather than... Also, because so most... You, you would, rather, most than, you would alcohol, rather be drinking vodka. Like most alcohol brands have a range, and then there's like a, there's like a light beer and a... Well, I don't know how they call and, it, a heavy this company, beer and a This beer. company only has well, you, don't, you don't know that. You've never even heard of them. I've never heard of them either, but it's extremely unlikely they only have one product. Do you think it's a good thing that this company is paying off student debt, or do you think they should just quietly sit in the corner and contemplate the fact that they're a horror, doing a horrible thing to hey, society? if I was in college right now and I had student debt, I'd apply, even though I've never touched alcohol in my life <laughs> and never had any intention of doing so. And if they gave them me the money, I would say, thank you. This is a good and positive day for me. I'll take your money kind of a thing. Exactly. See, I'm, I, like, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, just go away, alcohol companies. Like, but then again, maybe it'll send them broke quicker. It's, but the problem is, if they, go, if, if they go broke quicker, the problem is, Mon, here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Then the only companies left out there will be the ones that will be producing harder alcohol. Okay, that's interesting. Give us a call. Tell us what yeah, you think. Absolutely. One eight hundred Faith FM. Do you think alcohol companies should get involved with this kind of uh, sort of nice benefactor kind of PR stunts? Next question. I want to back you in the corner with Lyle. Mm-hmm. So uh, hula dancing is apparently proving to be an unlikely source of reform for male prisoners. <laughs> Lyle's eyebrows are just shot through the roof. <laughs> 
So is there a male form of hula? I really don't know what the Hawaiian I mean, dance, but I, I imagine that in Hawaii, both men, males and females dance. But you know, typically you think of a hula dancer. I think of um, you know the grass skirt and the hoops to go around your hips. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hula hoops. Yeah, and the coconuts. Don't forget the coconuts. But apparently they're doing this at the infamous San Quentin um, State Prison in Northern California, a really notorious prison. And they've been hosting these hula classes for the male inmates twice a week. And many of them say it has become an invaluable source of emotional relief and inspiration. Hmm. Which is interesting because I'll, I think there's a there's a, a particular uh, group uh, within Christianity who think that dancing is, um, you know, of the devil. Yeah, well, hey, there's, there's, there's definitely um, two different sides to this story. Mm-hmm. Because if you read in the Bible, you'll read a lot about dancing. Yeah, David danced before And you will not find a single negative um, in the Bible about dancing. Mm-hmm. However, I would say that, you know, in the whole clubbing scene oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and everything that goes with the clubbing scene, this is not an environment that a Christian wants to be involved in. Okay. You know, because, you know, that you've got dancing, you've got immorality, you've got drugs, you've got alcohol, you've got, you know, it's, it's basically a celebration of everything that Christians do not involve themselves with. And so there's definitely an aspect where I would support Christians who say, hey, this is a bad scene. At the same time, the Bible says dancing is a very positive thing. So obviously there is, you know, a discrepancy there. There is context involved. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to get involved in the club scene. We're not going to promote that. But uh, there is, you know, there's, there's context. And there's so you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater? No, absolutely not. There is, there is an environment in which dancing is outstandingly good. I think our society has degraded the, the, the environment where dancing happens to such a point where it's hard for us to imagine what good dancing might even yeah. be anymore. Yeah. Like even I, because I used to be a dancer and I struggled to, to put it in a context where it would be something that would uplift God. If I could dance, I would like to dance with my yeah. wife. I can't dance. Give us a call if I you have, have an like opinion about either of these three things. Three and a half left feet. <laughs> Alcohol and dancing. Give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. It's 1-800-324-843. I'm a lily of a field so green Beautiful, content as can be I grow fair beside the river Right for the giver, and I never worry, cause he's wrapped me in beauty for
Welcome back, guys. That was Alison Brooke uh, with Lily here on Faith FM. It's a great song. I really like that. And one. congratulations to Jennifer Klan from Victoria who has snapped up the quiz for the day already. Yeah, so she was messing around. Yeah, you're not wrong. And 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 uh, I thought that may have been a slightly obscure um, clue Chloe. for a very famous individual, but apparently it was not obscure at all. Yeah, good on her. And she answered via Facebook, which, of course, you're welcome to do. Yes. So the answer, of course, it was Goliath. That's right. Goliath, the giant. The story of David and Goliath. Slain by David. Mm-hmm. Good on him. And uh, yeah, today's prize is going to be a copy of Nature's Superfoods. We'll be sending that out to you, uh, Jennifer. Oh, well, there you go. Fantastic. Congratulations. All right, so um, in uh, um, further news today, oh, this is an interesting story. So researchers have come up together with a planetary health diet. Um, so this is researchers from, uh, led by Britain's University of London. A planetary health uh, Published diet. in the Lancet Health Journal. Um, involving 37 specialists worldwide worldwide uh, from 16 different countries. And the idea is, how do you feed 10 billion people by the year 2050? It's very easy. You just so ask 2000, God. No, 2050 is not that far away. What's that, 30 years away? Yeah, but I feel like the solution was implemented from the creation because God created us. He knew how much we could multiply. Of course, he's going to have a solution for the food. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry, so, rather than Rather than asking God, yes. they have spent two years researching this and published mm-hmm. it in the world's most prestigious health journal. Of course. Why? Why? How else would you use two years of funding for a bunch of scientists? <laughs> Sorry, go so, on. I guess they had fun with it. But anyway, um, in the process, they estimate that they're going to be able to um, uh, eliminate 11 million premature deaths, halve the greenhouse gas emissions, preserve land and biodiversity, have more water in our rivers, you know, etc. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of spin-offs to this, but it will enable us to actually feed the uh, a population of 10 billion people in 30 years' time. And guess what it involves? What's that? A plant-based diet. No way! <laughs> Who would have thunk it? This is amazing! I've never heard of that! Uh, they point out that a high-meat diet creates more death and disease in our world right now than alcohol, alcohol drugs, smoking, and unsafe, unsafe sex combined. Whoa, that's intense. That's incredible. All those things combined. Meat is a bigger killer than all those three, all those four things combined. Sometimes I really just think we should burn all the McDonald's to the ground. Uh, Yeah, let's not go down that path. It's the second time in this week I've gone down that path. (laughs) Let's not go down that path, Mon. Don't ever give me a (laughs) flamethrower. But go on. That was said in jest. Just yeah, that was. Record. I was joking. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a call. Okay, so basically, what they're what basically what they're calling for is that um, uh, to be able to accomplish this, that you, we need to halve meat and sugar in the next thirty years. Meat and sugar can so only not, halve it. Only, yeah, only halve it. I was going to say you should wipe the whole thing out, but yeah, only half. Absolutely. That's um, that, that, double, that speaks double, volumes. Double the amount of fruits, grains, nuts, and vegetables that we eat. It speaks massive amounts of volumes. Yeah. That, that, that you can actually just halve it and still get such a result. Oh, absolutely. It's quite incredible. Yeah, yeah. But some people are going to have to do a lot more halving than others. Yeah. <laughs> because poor people don't have the money to eat meat. They are vegetarian yeah, by uh-huh. necessity. Mm-hmm. And so they noted that, okay, we're going to halve globally. We have to halve our uh, meat and sugar intake and double fruits, grains, nuts, and veg. 
Uh, but in the United States, Americans eat 6.5 times the recommended meat dose already. So you've got to get that back down to normal meat supply and then halve that. Yeah. Um, in Asia, um, they only have to actually halve their meat intake. Um, now, Africa, on the other hand, has 7.5 times more starch intake okay. than the recommended daily uh, requirement, and that coming from potatoes and cassava and those kinds of uh, very starchy veg- vegetables. So, yeah, there needs to be some uh, balancing out. But uh, on top of all of that, of course, is the fact that in our world today, there are 800 million people who simply do not get enough food to eat at all. And we could feed them if we were just... Oh, food. 10 times over. Oh. 10 yeah. times over. World there hunger is, would vanish yeah. if we could, if we could imply, apply that. Absolutely. You know, it has to be ro- rolled out in stages and it has to be yep. well thought out and well planned out. But, you know, we could, we could feed, you know, 20 billion people on this planet uh, with a plant-based diet because, I mean, you can, you can basically feed yourself from your backyard if... Absolutely. Uh, yeah. On, and on do you plant- know what they actually did the you study? You try feeding yourself on a meat-based diet in your backyard. It's not going to happen. Do you know they actually, they actually did the study? You know how people are like, oh, well, we don't have to go plant-based if we can all just raise the meat we eat ourselves. <laughs> well, not, not just the yes. meat, but with the products we eat ourselves, um, animal products. So like have your own cow and have your own chickens. But they actually did the, they did like the studies on that. Like every mansion can do that. Yeah, they did the studies on that. And it turns out if every person did that, it's still not sustainable. It's still not sustainable. Even if you get a bunch of chickens and eat their eggs and get a cow and milk its milk and, I don't know, raise some goats to eat those, it still would not be sustainable for our planet to eat meat like that. No, because it takes just such a massive, uh-huh. massive amount of uh, agriculture. Of course, um, there was, uh, there's, there's been a, um, a more local uh, suggestion uh, put forward that uh, we all become vegan here in Australia by the year 2050. And there are some pros and cons to that. Um, I think that the pros are obviously the health benefits. Absolutely. And the environmental benefits. The only thing that worries me is that is the vegan political agenda. Okay. Because that's a movement that is linked to the vegan political agenda, which is extreme left, extreme animal rights. I am all for good health. Yeah. Uh, but when you go down the extreme green path, then, yeah, let's not go down the... Uh, <laughs> the, uh, it is the, sad the, the that it's linked together. It is sad because yeah. I mean, it's like I really, really support plant-based eating. I think this is the this is the best thing for our planet. It's actually why, why does it have to be linked to so many fruit loops yeah. out there? Yeah, it's true, and that's why I love promoting vegans who are like you know just regular professionals, family people, because so many people think, oh, you're vegan, you must be a hippie, like just a stigma hippie and greeny and it all just goes in the one bag, doesn't it? I eat a plant-based diet and I am far no, from yeah. being a hippie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you forward driving. <laughs> yeah, so I think the best illustration of that was um, your housemates when they used to live in their previous suburb. Yeah, <laughs> So yeah, these three young guys, they're all teenagers. All they do is work on cars all they're the tradies, time. And they're yeah. all tradies. And their house was um, probably Reflected the cheapest. That. <laughs> the, the, it was the cheapest rental in Sydney, I would say, uh-huh. in the cheapest suburb, which was just like massively high crime, massively high alcohol, drug use, all that kind of stuff. You know, one of these forgotten suburbs in the back of Mount Druitt. Mm-hmm. Rough, rough to the max. And they were fitting in just fine. They were as happy as pigs in mud. 
and uh, <laughs> and they were eating a plant-based diet. When their neighbours found out, it melted their brains. Absolutely. They were like, what? You're vegetarian? <laughs> they went to church and were vegetarians and didn't drink alcohol and they were living there. <laughs> Every Saturday morning, roll out in their suits. <laughs> Best story ever. Anyway, another quick story on dementia before we finish up. Um, this was a study of 454 people. Um, one over twenty years, one hundred and ninety-one of them developed Alzheimer's disease, and over that twenty-year period, they would do a thinking and memory test every year. And the other uh, piece of research that they did was that they attached an accelerometer. You know what that is? Counts the number of steps you do, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, How much yeah, yeah. you move? Isn't that called a pedometer? No, an accelerometer um, calculates movement, whereas a pedometer just calculates steps. Okay. So this is movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, um, once again, they found out the obvious. They spent a lot of money to find out the obvious. Yep. The more movement, the less dementia. Even with people with severe dementia, like brains that are just really, really fried and full of shot full of holes and this kind of stuff, the more they moved, the less it effect had on the less uh, the effect that it had on them. And so basically what they've discovered is that exercise doesn't just strengthen, you know, your arm muscles, your leg muscles, your everything else. It it strengthens your brain muscles. Wow. Now your brain doesn't have a muscle. It's uh-huh. not a muscle. Uh-huh. But but what it does is it strengthens the connections between the cells. That's so you might so you might cool. have you might have some cells dying off, but mm-hmm. the ones that are left left there are still connected. Whereas a lot of when people stop moving, those connections between the cells disintegrate, and so they fare much much le- much much worse. And they're talking about you know just doing simple things, just moving around the house, doing household chores, made a tremendous difference. You know, obviously people who exercised did uh, you know on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, elderly people they did far better. But, um, you know, staying active, moving around the house made a huge difference as compared to sitting in front of the TV. Yeah, I feel like that's obvious as well, but it's incredible that exercise has such a far-reaching list of benefits. Probably nothing you could do that is more beneficial to your body than to exercise. This is Matt Menicus with Clint McCoy. I need thee every hour. I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh, I need thee every hour. I need thee, oh, bless. Me now, my Savior, I come to thee. I need thee every hour, stay thou near. Temptations lose their power when thou art nigh. And I need thee, oh, I need thee, 
hour I need Thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to Thee. In me fulfill I need thee, oh I need thee Every hour I need thee Oh bless me now my Savior I come to Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88. And this morning, for our special guest interview, I have Hal Mayer joining me on the phone. Hal, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lyle. Good to hear you. Nice to work with you. Yeah. Now, Hal, you're speaking to us uh, from right here in Victoria, Australia, but with an American accent. How does an American come to be working down under? What What is it you're involved in down there in Victoria? Uh, that's a big question, Lyle. I'm involved in a wellness retreat called Abide Wellness Retreat. I was coming down to Australia since about 2005, once a year, to do various projects like teach and also to to do a lecture circuit around the major cities of Australia. I was involved in a ministry called Keep the Faith, which is a free subscription service. We show how current events fulfill Bible prophecy. I knew the people here quite well and spent some time at what is today a wellness retreat. When I heard that they were really struggling and were considering selling it or putting it in mothballs, I spoke to one of the board members and expressed my concern. I said, God didn't raise it up to be put in mothballs. Mm -hmm. And God didn't save it from the Black Saturday fires here in Victoria just to sell it off. Yeah, now just just coming in on that one for a second, how how close to the Black Sabbath fires, Where what what exactly is the location of uh, of uh, this health retreat that you're talking about, Abide Health well, Retreat? Well, yeah, we're, we're near Narbathon, and uh, it actually, the Black Saturday fires came and destroyed 300 homes in Nar Narbathon, um, and it continued on for about another kilometer, and then for some unknown reason, or at least perhaps some unknown reason hum humanly, um, something turned the wind the other way, and the fires blew the other way. Wow, so it came well, within within a kilometer of the uh, uh, Abide uh, facility. The campus. Yeah, of our of our Abide Wellness Retreat campus. Yeah, wow. So that's, the uh, campus is still a pristine place, even though some of the mountains around it have burned and badly damaged. Yeah. Mm, that's anyway. sensational. Yeah, you, I, 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 I cut you off there. Just I wanted to get a few details on that, but keep going. No worries. Well, the next thing I knew, I had an invitation to talk to the board, which I did. I had a lot of experience 
starting health retreats and consulting in Virginia, Europe, Scandinavia, Latin America, and even the Philippines and other places in Asia. So when they told me they wanted me to take over their project in Victoria, I told them I'd have to pray about it and talk to my God. I wanted to know for sure that it was God's will for me to become involved in a ministry some 10,000 miles from my home. So I went back home and and my board and I had a prayer season and laid out a five-point practical test. When God resolved all five points of this test, I knew that it was God's will. That's how I came to be involved in Australia. And I've been coming down here for about, I don't know, five times a year or so since 2011. Mm-hmm. Just to uh, build this place up and get it going again. All right, guys, I want to. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to add that it, it's been a faith adventure like I've never had before. I've had to trust God for everything, and I'm amazed at how many Australians have engaged with us at Abide Wellness Retreat over the seven years that I've been here. They've been really helpful in getting us up and on our feet and running again. That's fantastic. I'm going to talk a little bit more about uh, what it is that is actually um, happening there, what you've actually been able to accomplish over the last five years or so since you've been involved with it. Uh, but before I do, um, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Who is Halmer? And, and specifically, how did you how did you come to know Jesus yourself personally? Well. I was raised in a Christian home, but I never really knew Jesus. You know, it's a common experience with a lot of people that were raised in Christian homes. And I was well into my college education, which you Aussies essentially mean university. And I was talking, uh, taking an allied health degree with a great interest in health. But my life felt like a dead end. I had no vision, no sense of purpose, and I really didn't have a clear understanding of my destiny. So I started to read a book called The Desire of Ages on the life of Christ. That grabbed me by the throat. And I gave my life to Jesus, and I haven't looked back. No, that doesn't God. mean I haven't had my struggles and other problems, you know, but uh, but that's that, that was how I made my commitment to Christ. Sure. This led me to engage in a specialized training for health education. And when I completed that diploma, I found myself as one of the founders of a startup organization known as Heartland Institute over in Virginia, which involved a health retreat, college and other aspects and ministries. I still live there today with my wife, uh, who continues her work for that organization. Uh, Anyway, my work with God has taught me to trust Him more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And when I have a problem, whether it's in ministry, financial, or personal, I watch for God's leading, and He has always come through. Sometimes at the last minute, but He always comes through. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've recently gotten into more uh, Bible memorization, and that has transformed my life again. I've been I've seen God work amazing things in my life through the scriptures being in my head when I need them. The enemy always tries to discourage, attempts to undermine, but God's word is more powerful than any of his devices, and I've learned how to use that to defeat him, and hopefully at every turn. Mm, mm. Yeah, praise God. Um, Bible memorization is uh, definitely a powerful tool at our disposal to be able to defeat Satan and his uh, and his devices. And uh, I probably should mention how that uh, yeah it was back in those Heartland days, back in the uh, early nineties, that we first bumped into each other and sort of reconnected uh, quite recently again. But um, yeah, moving well, on from there. Good. Sorry, that's been very good, Lyle. I appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, praise God. Um, okay, so just uh, moving on from there, 
I, I want to ask, uh, you, you mentioned that you took over this uh, particular institution after it had uh, gone into a period of decline, uh, possibly being mothballed um, or even sold off. How long has that property actually been there as a, as a health retreat? How far back does it go? I'm not exactly sure, but I think it's around 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was under other leadership, of course. And, um, but, you know, it's in one of the most beautiful rainforests in Australia, and for that matter, on the planet. Mm-hmm. It's just over the summit from Melbourne in the Yarra Ranges, just near a place called Narbathong, as I mentioned before. Our campus is so restful and peaceful that people sometimes just come here to experience the tranquility of the place. Mm. And the Australian wildlife is all around us, and, and this inspires our guests with their closeness to nature. Uh, it, it's an unforgettable experience. Mm, mm, anyway, we, we've actually been operating this place now for about uh, seven years. We've been renovating it and getting it up to scratch. It was really pretty dilapidated and needed a lot of work. So we took our time and have developed it even while we've been running, uh, you know, guest programs. So this is called a health retreat. And, of course, I think here in Australia we're, we're very familiar with, you know, health spas, day spas, um, places where people can go and relax and really just sort of wash off all of the stress that uh, our modern society um, hits us with. Uh, is a health retreat and a, and a health spa, is that more or less the same thing, or are there some, some differences there as well? Well, there's some significant differences, Lyle. A spa is a place for a holiday where you go to feel good and get a hot mineral bath, massages, aromatherapy, and other elements aimed at imparting some health properties. You know, they're not really aimed at a transformative lifestyle and adjustments that go a long way to giving you optimum health in the long run. So Abide Wellness Retreat is far different from a spa. It is, it has some of those elements, but it offers our guests a way to live so that they can recover their health and not just be relieved of their stress. Yes, we do that. Of course, mm-hmm. that's part of it. Sure. But we provide education and training in whole person wellness which is really much more than a quick health break or a holiday spa. Mm -hmm. We treat our guests royally and train them in how to deal with their health-destroying habits and destructive behavior patterns that that undermine the long-term health and wellness that they should have. We're unique because we provide training and then offer follow-up to help them maintain the new health-promoting lifestyle. So we provide plant-based diet, which is really a beginning to be a thing these days Mm. you know this includes exercise training as well which is an amazingly powerful tool in recovering health we teach our guests the best practices to maintain their essential health which is the health you know that you have inherently you know genetically and uh, which has been undermined you know by their lifestyle so then we offer them ways in how to improve upon that that basic inherent health so it's quite different, you know. It's yeah, it's really more comprehensive. Than, so this is something that this is this is a program that they actually take home with them to implement. And uh, and just a a question that I guess that comes to my mind out of that: Do you have people that are coming um, with you know chronic illnesses and this kind of thing for treatment as well as you know those who want to de-stress, unwind, and improve their lifestyle? Oh yeah, we have people that come with all manner of lifestyle issues, uh, whether it's heart disease, diabetes, cancer, 
high blood pressure, all these things, you know, we, we can't, we can't promise them that they're going to be, you know, completely healed, but we can set them on the track to get them going in the right direction with their lifestyle so that they minimize or even recover some of the uh, health that they once had. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Now, um, Hal, uh, you just recently went through a rebranding process. Uh, what was behind that? Well, yes, there were uh, two main reasons for this. First, the previous name, Highwood Health Retreat, didn't say anything special. It needed to offer hope and a sense that something really good can happen to those who attend the retreat because that's what really happens. People come discouraged and hurting. We send them home happy and well on their way to, you know, whole person wellness. And if you have an overwhelming diagnosis, come and abide with us for a while. That says that there's hope, even for the hopeless. It says there's a chance of recovering much of what's been lost, and it suggests that there's a way to live again. Many people come to us discouraged and hopeless. You know, we have to offer a place that can restore hope, provide a path forward, and open doors of, of, of wellness. So, you know, the other reason for the rebrand was because we needed to, a brand that could encompass several or, or many retreats, for that matter. Um, we're actually already working on a second wellness retreat uh, near, Abba, uh, near Adelaide in South Australia. It's going to be called Abide Wellness Retreat South Australia. So... And there could be others in the future, you know. We, we don't know the future, but, of course, we're, we're positioning ourselves to be able to expand in various ways and means. Mm, I certainly like the uh, the new name, you know, compared to Highwood Health, you know, Abide. The, the moment I hear the word Abide, it just sort of, I, I, I don't know, there's something about it that just sort of th- th- makes me feel like, ah, I can relax. And we really, you know, stress, stress is a massive issue in our world today that uh, a lot of people are, you know, and, and particularly I'm thinking of people in Melbourne, which would be your, your biggest market right there, would really, really have to deal with. Well, and, and there's another thing too, you know, stress affects virtually every other disease process that goes on in your body. And so it actually exacerbates, it makes it worse. So, you know, when you come to a place where you can really relax but also get the training, the combination has synergies built into it that are, are, are very compelling. Mm. So you, you, would have, you would have all of the, uh, you know, the typical relaxation uh, kind of um, um, treatments that you would get at a health spa, um, but added to that, you then provide the person with the entire lifestyle that they can then, you know, take away and make significant changes that uh, rather than just being a, a, a break, it becomes a, a whole new life. Now, yeah, that's right. We have massages, steam baths, hydrotherapy, including reset baths, which resets your immune system. We go way beyond with the education, though, and, and build into it a, a long-term way of, of dealing with their health issues. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things I've noticed with a lot of the uh, the health spas that are around Australia these days, they've taken a real uh, um, shot at ecotourism and this kind of thing. Um, where you can go there and they've, you know, they've got, you know, they've got whole foods and they've, and they're actually, you know, they'll, they'll often have a, uh, a garden on site where, you know, you can even go and participate yourself if you want to. I've been to places like that before. You've got the largest organic garden connected to a health re- retreat in Australia. How, how much land do you actually have, uh, involved in agriculture at the moment? And does that, you know, are you feeding people in your health retreat food that has come, you know, straight out of the, out of the, out of the garden, out of the ground, so to speak. 
Well, that's right. Our organic garden is perhaps about three or four acres, and it's intended to even grow more than that. It it grows all manner of veggies organically. It grows fruits suitable to our climate here. You know, we're trying to be as sustainable as possible, especially by providing uh, not only our, our clients or our guests, but the community with organic produce that is, you know, of course going to be better than what you get with the, you know, all the other stuff that they do. Anyway, um, but we sell our produce at the markets. We, we even sell it to people who pass by and read our little roadside sign. Um, and, and we have actually very fine fruits and veggies. Um, and, but we provide quite a bit of it to our guests in the, uh, in the health retreat. Yeah, that's fantastic because uh, when you're having a uh, meal in a health retreat, to know that, you know, this got picked out of the garden this morning, you know, food doesn't come much fresher than that, does it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. In fact, we grow a lot of kale and other greens, for instance, that we can grow. And uh, we use these in our fresh juices that, you know, of course, are designed to boost the immune system and cleanse and detox the body. Because just about every guest, not all, but most all of our guests go through a juicing program for a couple of days to just help them cleanse out and detox and 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 purify their system once again and, and the best way to do that is is by the uh, green drinks that we actually grow in our garden mm, no that's fantastic now how uh, we are out of time but very quickly uh if uh, somebody wants to get in contact how do they go about that well, they can ring our uh, number at 03-5963-7000 or go online and look at our uh, website, which is abide.care. It's abide.care, and the phone number is 03-5963-7000. No worries. So that's 03-5963-7000 or abide.care. We'll put those details up on our social media. Hal, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Lyle. I've enjoyed it. That was Hal Mayer from Abide Health Retreat. And right now we'll move on with the program and we will be back after the 8 o'clock news. You're listening to Faith FM.
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.